Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue, and today we're on the airwaves with a very prestigious group of individuals, the NAVAIR Fellows. Joining us today are Dr. Brandon Kokenauer, an electrical engineer at NOC AD, Mr. John O'Connor, the Test Pilot School Chief of Academics, and Miss Elsa Hennings, a Senior Systems Engineer at NOC WD. Welcome and thank you all for joining us. So to start, I want to learn a little bit more about each of you. Tell me about your career and when you were inducted as a fellow. And Dr. Kokenauer, let's start with you. I finished my undergrad and became involved in uh, research and development uh, activities uh, here at PAX. Was lucky enough to pursue my master's degree uh, with the help of, of NOC AD and as well as my PhD uh, through the, the DOD SMART uh, scholarship and uh, I've been involved in the same type of research uh, ever since I, I started here um, and became a, a NAVAIR Associate Fellow last year in 2017. So John, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a retired Naval officer. I retired in 2000, but I, I came here to Pax River in 1985 and went through test pilot school and became a, a test pilot and tested here for two years. I was back and forth in and out of the fleet. I became an aerospace engineering duty officer with the Navy, uh, got a grad degree and worked in um, full spectrum of test and evaluation but also research. Finished up my career at Air Force Research Lab where I had a, a very large research portfolio and then transitioned here to teach at the school and I've been at the school for about 18 years. Awesome. I was just inducted as a NABAIR Fellow last month. Well, congratulations and over to you Elsa. Tell us about your career. I started out here at China Lake in 1983 and uh, have been working with parachute systems my entire career. I've worked a lot with the Navy systems, obviously, but I've also done a lot of work for different NASA centers since they don't really have uh, in-house parachute expertise. They started coming up here because we were close by to uh, Jet Propulsion Lab. So I have had uh, quite an interesting career throwing things out of planes, um, sometimes people, but mostly capsules and payloads. And uh, I was inducted as a fellow in 2010 and then an, as an esteemed fellow in 2015. So Elsa, as the veteran fellow, tell us what is a fellow? Well, the Fellows program was started in different places. I think the Point Magoo had a program, China Lake had a program, and uh, Pax River did, and maybe others. It gradually coalesced into what we now have as the NAVAIR Fellows program in 2000, I believe. And basically, it's a, uh, it's a program um, not, not only of recognition, but uh, also to, to make sure that there is support available to the command as needed. And basically, it's, it's made up of engineers and scientists within NAVAIR who are considered to be leading experts in their field. They may have had far-reaching impact on the design and integrity of uh, several NAVAIR products. They are definitely mentors to, to the younger engineers and provide technical leadership across the command. Many are nationally and internationally recognized as subject matter experts. Uh, and typically they have quite a bit of um, originality and innovation in their, in their different areas as well. And that mentorship is incredibly important across the command. So what does it take to become a fellow? Brandon? Uh, as, as Elsa 
sort of alluded to, they, the fellows have really deep technical depth um, in each of their, their given fields. And so I, I think the, the fellows program sort of highlights the broad range of, of that depth in someone's particular area. The fellows program chooses their fellows from employees that have been at NAVAIR for at least a decade, but uh, beyond sort of the, the length of service requirement is sort of a demonstration of an expertise in, in their chosen field. So John, as our most recent fellow inductee, how did it feel to be selected as a NAVAIR fellow? I felt honored to be recognized for my consistent work and I'd like to say maybe my persistent curiosity. You know, the commands I've been in have given me the opportunity to do research and to really concentrate on the depth of the disciplines in which I'm interested. I think there's benefits to being a fellow. One is there are your colleagues and those that have been hired by your organization that you're now able to mentor motivate and, uh, and even share in, in research and, and try to get them the breadth and depth of experience uh, that, that you have. Yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was quite an honor. And back when I was selected, it was a peer recognition program. And to be selected by those that, that I admire for their achievements was just very humbling. I, and, and it really encouraged me to do the best I could to help those coming up, you know, the, the young folks that, that are full of great ideas. I really wanted to reach out um, more and help them. Yeah, I, I think humbling is a, a good word to use. I consider myself still sort of at the beginning of, of my career. I only started federal service in 2006, and I'm only on maybe year 12 or 13 of, of my career, and to sort of sit in the audience and listen to everybody, all of the other uh, inducted fellows and their areas of expertise. You know, we typically sometimes get the blinders on and live in sort of our own little worlds with our, our own expertise, but to realize that there were um, this whole cadre of scientists and engineers who were uh, the experts in their area and to be a part of that was a pretty big deal. And that's a really good point about being the experts. Brandon, sticking with you, what do the fellows as a group, in your opinion, bring to the organization? Uh, so a lot of uh, technical leadership, and I think coming up in the future, you're going to see a lot more uh, of the fellows as NAVAIR's technical leaders, sort of leading and influencing and helping some of the strategic initiatives that the command thinks are important technically. And so while the command leaders may have uh, their objectives and, and um, initiatives, it's the scientists and engineers that really have the technical depth to know how to pursue those and achieve them. We've had some program changes to the fellows program this year, but before this year, one of the things that I thought was a fantastic benefit was the fact that all the fellows and esteemed fellows would review all of the nomination packages. And that may sound like a lot of work, but in so doing, we were then exposed to all the different expertise of these young engineers, uh, the up-and-coming engineers that are, are doing fantastic work. And that enabled me and, and likely other people as well to what I would say connect the dots and quickly find the external expertise that I needed when I didn't, I didn't know, who, you know what I needed in a project that I was supporting. I think 
that's a, a fantastic way for NAVAIR to really make the quantum leaps in innovation is to have the recognized high achievers network with the up and coming high achievers. It, it was an amazing thing when I looked back and realized what that whole process has meant to NAVAIR. And John, I saw you nodding your head during that. Can you want to continue on that thought? I, I have the unique uh, position of being the head of academics at a school that has somewhere around seven or eight engineers come through every year. I watch them uh, pr prepare for the school as junior engineers. I watch them uh, meet the challenges and, and get the degree. And then I watch as they take positions of leadership afterward. And I actually call on them to come back and share their experiences and share the lessons that they're learning with the notion that they're not going to know anything, everything when they get out of school. And we certainly don't know everything there is to know about the discipline. They're as much a part of of creating that depth as, as we are. Speaking of reaching out to young engineers, how have you given back in terms of mentorship? Elsa? Actually, I've, I've done quite a bit with the young engineers that are in my, in my group, and I've actually just now started providing a presentation to the China Lake incoming ESDPs on what the fellows program is all about, and with a list of those fellows and their areas of expertise locally, that they can uh, look into if they're interested in those in those fields. So it's, I'm trying to kind of broaden the scope here anyway to network a little bit further. That seems like a great way to connect the up and coming workforce with the experts. So tell us, how can someone reach out and connect with a fellow? Well, there is a, um, a website at the uh, 4.0 Research and Engineering Knowledge Portal at the at my team, .navair.navy.mil. If you go there, there's actually a, a button and you can access that and that actually lists all the fellows within each department. You can scroll down through there and, and find the different areas of expertise everyone has and you know contact information. If you don't have access to that website, you can also go within your own department and you know ask division head, et, et cetera. And usually they can, they can put you in contact with, um, with the, somebody within the fellows program to get more information. So let's talk about the people who helped you navigate your own career. Any mentorship stories to share? I credit my mentor for a huge majority of my success while here at, at PAX. I would encourage any sort of developmental employee to find a mentor, whether a fellow or not. Find that person who does the thing that you want to be doing in five or 10 or 20 years and figure out how they got there and what they had to do and ask if there are opportunities for, for you to somehow participate in the work that they're doing. And, and I know just from my own experience, I was very lucky to come in as an entry-level engineer and really have some actual opportunities to be directly involved and take ownership over technical work and, and certain areas of, of research. And that really, I think, paved the way for eventually becoming a, a, an expert in a particular area of my own. And Michael, can I add uh, a similar experience? The uh, research that I did a few years ago was really handed off to me by a fellow who had just retired, but it involved me for many years in, in uh, what he was doing and, and his approach, and I was able to, to take that over and, and really published uh, a great degree was a, was a culmination of, of years of his work that he never never actually got to get to print. 
my mentor when I first got here was one of the German scientists that we got after World War II in Operation Paperclip. He was one of two parachute experts that had been working on the German side and emigrated here. And when I met him, he had retired and was putting together the parachute design guide that we all, throughout the industry, that's, that is our one book we all have to use for parachute design. He was uh, the most amazing, unique individual I had ever met. The stories he had, what he went through during the war, unbelievable. And the fact that he, uh, this was back in 83, 84, you know, he took me under his wing. Here I was, uh, a female engineer, which people within my own department had figured I would probably just work a few years and then leave and ha have a family. Well, I stayed and had a family and I'm still here. And so fortunately, he took me under his wing, taught me what, you know, everything he knew. Um, I, I just wish I could do him honor with, uh, with, with what I have done in return. He was such a meaningful guiding light in my career, I, I can't say enough. And that just so, totally underscores um, where, how important mentorship is. I think one thing that I would love to be able to do is, is inspire our workforce like he did for me to find out what makes them excel. And it may, it may not be parachutes, it may be something entirely different, but help them find what that is because ultimately that will cause NAVAIR to excel. So that, that's, I, I'm trying to pass it forward as best I can. Continuing that thought, what are your personal goals as a fellow? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I try to find those people within my, my organization that are coming up and that are obviously excited about learning more and doing more. And I try, like I mentioned earlier, I try to help them connect the dots um, with who here is, is doing that kind of work and make sure that I can connect them to the right source. And then they, they just soar. And it's amazing, as I'm sure we, we've all seen this happen with these young engineers. They, they, they have the energy that I think as we get along in our careers, we have a lot of knowledge, but our energy levels start dropping. So it's great to, to transition some of this to, to those folks folks that are ready to keep pushing the ball forward. I would pair out what, what Elsa said. I would also add, I hope I get the benefit of speaking with and seeing presentations from other fellows to build my breadth as well as my depth of knowledge and be able to share that with others. The, the key to innovation is really a breadth of knowledge as well as a depth of knowledge. Those are some wise words and a perfect way to end our podcast today. I appreciate you all being here for sharing what it is to be a fellow and for all you do for the organization. That's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.